They drive along the pipeline. They tangle to their sore. Leave them behind the nightmares and they leave them by the door. Hello. Hey, Marilyn. Hi, Dan. How are you? I'm hungry. I'm very hungry. How are you? <clears throat> what, are you what are you hungry for? Ah, food. Any kind of food. Would Just be good. any? I don't believe that. Any kind of food. <clears throat> Do you crave protein? I crave, yeah, I crave it all. I cra- There's nothing yeah. I don't crave. I must have some kind of blood problem. Yeah? You know? And what's or going my, on with your blood? Might, might be my pituitary. Can I look at it? Yes. My blood? Yeah. <laughs> you want to run the full uh, full array? <laughs> yeah, give me, uh, give me a couple days with it. <laughs> run it through the theranos isn't that a the uh, yeah isn't that a um an expression get your blood up am i imagining yeah i think so I you like can get your blood expression. up you get your dander up you can get your back up there are many things uh, up which it can get yeah i think yeah oh yeah i don't know i'm the same way and i, I struggle i've said this for geez, how many years have I said this? I struggle because sometimes I need a food that is fast and I don't want fast food. I know. Mm-hmm. Too many damn years you've said that. So much bread. It's all bread. What, this is, if you is, go to every is, restaurant, everything you look ugh. around, all that's sitting on the tables is bread, 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 bread. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, and then you sound like a weirdo. <laughs> you sound like a weirdo when you're like, put a hamburger patty and cheese in my hand, please. You sound like such a weird, especially if you say in that voice. That's Hamburger Man. Hamburger. Do, do it again. Ha- hamburger Man, please put a patty and cheese in my hand. <laughs> now he sounds like he's from a different continent. He's sort of oh, like no. he's sort of like Wimpy from Popeye, but oh, a I'm, more modernized British version of him. Gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. <laughs> That's stupid. This podcast is canceled. So what I do is I don't do, I don't always take the healthy route, but what I'll do is, so mm, I got a hack right now, (laughs) which is, uh, get a little package of ham. I have a ham package and I'll I'll deploy those. Yes. Those are wonderful. Yeah. I get the, uh, what is it? Applewood farms. They make pretty okay. That's the good one. Yeah. I buy them like four packs at a time. And as soon as I go, grumble, grumble, grumble. Daddy need food. Mm-hmm. I just open that up and I just go, nom, 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 nom. I just, I roll it up. I roll into a little roll and I go, nom, 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 ham, 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 ham. The other benefit to eating ham is it's not bread. <laughs> That's absolutely true. My neighborhood is lousy with bread. It's all starchy mixed starch starch. It's so bad. People love it. People, I mean, people just think it's normal. I'm, I'm not, a, l- listen, let me stipulate. I am not against, quote unquote, against sandwiches, quote unquote. I think a sandwich can be a nice thing. I just don't want it like all the time. I want a sandwich like every two weeks. It's nap fuel. You know what I'm saying? Because of all the bread. Because of all the bread, Dan. Welcome to our restaurant. We have (laughs) bread and then we'll find other things to put in there. But we know you're really here for the bread. Would you like more bread? Anyway, so you know what I do? Um, I mean, you know, I, I keep the ham packs around. And I, uh, what do I have up here? I've got the, uh, this is not your fancy jerky, but I'll keep some of that, uh, that jerky. I get a big bag of that jerky. Remember uh, when the, I used to make jerky until, uh, until the, yeah, the bug Don, counter made me stop do it? Dr. Don ruined that for I you. Ruined it. Ruined half, 50% Man, of what on, I, one sec- I, I need to look this up. Uh, it is made by a company called, okay. Now I know, I know this is for, for those, uh, for those, those, those flyover state hogs and not for fancy people like us. But the Jack Link's brand of jerky is fine. It's probably got stuff in it you don't want, but here's what I'm going to tell you about that. Be careful 
okay, what size of Jack Link's jerky you buy because you're going to get different product if you get different sizes. Can I tell you more? Yes. Okay. So I'm aware of at least three sizes of Jack Link bag jerky. <laughs> <coughs> And uh, so, so let's say, so, oh, 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 I want something I can put in my lunch bag, you know, in my lunch pail, in my lunch sack. And so you get a little boy, which is, I think, you know, of course, as with all foods, as with potato chips, like it's a smaller ounce tonnage than you imagine. Right. But their smallest, smallest little boy, you, you get that? It's all, it's all like slivers. It's all like stems and seeds. It's all like little, like, you don't want stems awful and seeds. Variety that, they jerky. call that shake. It's, it's shake jerky. Mm-hmm. And it's sad. And you basically get just little slivers. It's like what's left of uh, Steve Buscemi in that Fargo movie, no spoilers, except jerky. And it's very sad. Now, you say, okay, fine. I've learned my lesson. Bad on me. Fool me twice, no jerky. Now you move up to the next level. And it's a slightly larger bag, but it's like an airport bag. It's not a good bag. And you get a few big chunklets. If you buy the one pounder, I'm not saying it's cheap. If you get a Jack Link one pound bag, you're going to get some, it's like a horse's hoof, the size of the jerkies that you get. It's a much higher quality tonnage of jerky. It's not perfect, but it'll take the, Dan, it'll take the edge off. You know what won't take the edge off? Bread. Mm. Now we're going to hear from Big Wheat. Good. Bring them on. I'll take them on any day. I'm ready. You think you could take on Big Bread? I can take them on. I can take on any, any one of those bigs. They're so logy. You know? And, and then what you do, what are you going to do? You're going to offset it with an energy drink? Like, what are you going to do? Uh, that's the worst. You know, when I, uh, when I moved from Philly to Florida, I went looking for a hoagie mm-hmm. and I, I couldn't find a hoagie. I couldn't find one anywhere. And people didn't know what I was even talking about because there was no internet back then. People who do know what a hoagie is think it's the same thing as a sub. And believe me, brother, if it doesn't smell like an eighth grader's body odor, it's <laughs> not a hoagie. That's, that's correct. And I, and I remember saying to people... Where can I get a good hoagie? And they didn't know what I was talking about. And I described it and they said, Oh, you mean a, a sub? I said, No, I definitely don't mean a sub. I mean a hoagie. It's gotta have the oil, buddy. It's gotta have the oil. Yeah. Finally, I had a sub. I went to Subway and I had and it was Ugh. the most anemic food I'd ever eaten. It it was it was mostly bread. And then there was <sighs> a, the some like uh cheese from a refrigerator put on there and some turkey. And I said, the this is not. Dan, the, do you remember the, do you remember the toy as a child called color forms? Yes. And, and you get, you get the little peely static stickers and you put them on a tableau. That's basically subway cheese. It's tableau cheese. It's not legit. It's not legitimately. It's cheese. not. Yeah. Well, I hope you get something you like. You think you might get barbecue? Uh, not today. Not today. Not I've got today. too much going on today. I'm too probably going to go to, <laughs> go get, go to the Whole Good Foods sub. trough and, um, <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> That'll be $38, yeah, sir. Whatever crap they put in the, and it, I mean, I know it's not crap. I shouldn't call it that because it's healthier than the other it's not, crap, it's but not. it's trough food. Mm. It is such trough food. And I've never ever at a hot, 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 hot bar. I've never spent less than $17. I know you can't. And I've experimented. I've experimented. What have you I've done? I've tried different things. Oh, I've tried different things. I've tried saying, I'll get some lighter food. I'll get some lighter food. I'm not going to get the potato salad. I'm not going to be played like a sucker. I'll get, I'll get some, some economical, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of protein per LB. And I always spend $17. It's not a good thing. But sometimes, the, you know, you got to find out, you know what? It's like a vacation. When you go on vacation, you must learn what that place is good for and what that place is not good for. Mm. And if you think it's something otherwise, you're going to have a bad vacation. I have learned this. Case of the, uh, the Whole Foods. You got to learn 
what they have that you like and doesn't make you want to die and then get some of that. You know what I'm saying? I do. So I'll probably, I'll just probably just go to there. the trough. Cause I've, I've got, I've got to yeah. run errands. I'll just go to the trough and, uh, you got errands. That sucks. And I don't like it. Uh, um, yeah. Do, do you, um, um, you never mind. Never mind. Do you worry about polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons in your barbecue? I, I don't, no. but I'm curious if you do. No, not at all. I Does think... your wife worry about polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons? No, not at all. Does she, she didn't worry about a PAH? Not at all. Okay. Um, table of cheese in the trough. Um, hi, how's it going? It's Tuesday. It's the optimistic day. Optimistic. Damn, we we are we're chock a block. We're cheek to jowl. We're 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 butt to butt. We've got so much stuff to talk about. <laughs> I don't know if you know this. I don't. I don't. I, I know you about the know video. That. I saw Deadpool 2. Oh, good. You saw it while you were rowing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, did have you, you like, seen you it? Like did it? you see it? I did. I did. I did see it. Did you like it as much as the first one? Um, I mean, I don't like sounding negative about things. That's the thing I'm working on. I know. I, I mean, for a variety of reasons, I think I didn't like it as, in some ways I didn't like it as well as the first one. I love it. I love it's just, I love their dedication to silliness. Um, but I think I like the first one better, probably because it felt fresh. Sort of similar, don't at me, sort of similar with Guardians, where the first Guardians movie was like, I'd never seen a Marvel movie like that. I, I know Deadpool's not Marvel, but same, same kind of thing, where once you see more of that thing, it's it's difficult for it to have the same impact, you know, yep. as the first one. What did you think? Tell me, tell me your thoughts. Uh, I agree with you. I mean, I think that they... They did a better job of creating those sort of awkward, uh, funny, too far kind of jokes. Uh, I enjoyed that aspect of it, but no, I I didn't really feel like that much happened in it. You know, as far as movies, go. I think he does a good job. He's he's he seems really game for the job, and I feel like I've read something about how he actually was involved in getting the rights because he really wanted to play Deadpool. Yeah, I don't know if I remember that right, but yeah. like. Um, I mean, Deadpool is fun and, and, but Deadpool is, can be hard to get exactly right. I feel like you can go too far. You can go too little. And like, I think he gets the right notes for like, you know, Wade's crazy. I think he I does think. too. I couldn't think of anybody who would do a better job of playing him. I mm -hmm. think he just, he just nails it. Um, yeah. I mean, it was certainly, it was entertaining, but it was also one of the dumbest movies I've seen in a long time. But that don't yeah. mean that in a bad way. That's the right kind of humor yeah. for certain situations, you know? Sure, sure, sure. My daughter saw the trailer for Detective Pikachu and she is mad. She's mad because I said, hey, you want to check this out? The guy from Deadpool, which she has not seen. But uh, she knows him a little bit, I think, from things. So the guy from Deadpool is Pikachu in this. Right. And she's like, she all, even before she saw it, she was like, no, <laughs> I, heard, I heard about ah. this. And I said, what's the problem? She's like, the way that Pikachu talks is wrong. <laughs> Pikachu <laughs> is only supposed to say one thing, which is Pika Pika. Well, but he's, he's, it's being translated for him. Oh, you're saying it's like, uh, like common tongue or like being near the, the TARDIS. Like it, it's just getting, I see what you're saying. Okay. Okay. Or like, like Hodor, 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 right? Mm -hmm, yeah. Right. He, he probably thinks that he might have like, kind of like a, uh, what he's got a stable boy aphasia, la la la. And so he thinks something different's coming out. Stable boy aphasia. That's pretty good. Right. He says one thing, we hear something else. So Pikachu is saying words like we're saying right now, but. Yeah. Are you familiar with aphasias? Is that like synesthesia where you hear something and, but you taste it instead? 
Or no. you think of like the number 45 and you see like a pink ghost? <laughs> no, but that's very interesting. And I've heard of people who have that. Yeah. Do you know uh, anyone that has uh, it? Our, our special guest uh, by a video for this episode, Adam Neely, has talked about uh, synesthesia for musical notes. It's a very interesting concept to me. No, it's, I remember learning about an intro psych and you know how it is where like you, not to be all internet, but you're like, you can't unsee something, you can't unhear something. Yeah, definitely. And when I first heard about aphasias, it just scared the pants off me. It's just so, I mean, there's a couple of, well, there's Brooke's aphasia and Veronique's aphasia, but there's one of them. I need to look this up. Wow. I just remembered some intro psych. Uh, but there's one aphasia, it might be Broca or it might be Veronik, but there's one aphasia where you think what you're saying makes sense, oh. but what people are hearing doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. You can you imagine that? That's kind of how I feel all the time, Dan. Yeah, I was going to say that's just called podcasting. Yeah. Or being on the internet. Yeah. So I don't think I said that. Did I say that? I mean, I'm mumbo dog faced banana patch. Like <laughs> how, how, how did you, why are you so mad about this thing I didn't say unless Unless I have Deadpool's aphasia and I just didn't even know what I was saying. I don't know. It's very upsetting. I don't, I'll put it in show notes. Dan. <clears throat> Why? Here's, a, here's a, another what? question though. What? With what? Uh, Colossus in that movie. Colossus is, I believe in both movies. Yeah. Why in the comics Colossus. So for people who don't follow this as closely as they should, Colossus yeah. is a Russian hero, X-Men member who can transform his body into a, for lack of a better term, it's some kind of a metal. He turns into a virtually impenetrable steel. Right. Like on command. And his, I'm not, I know there have been situations where he was mortally wounded and was able to transform into metal and back and be okay and things like that. And it, but he's essentially can't be hurt really when, uh, when he's like in that form and his strength, although he's already strong because he's a mutant. Um, his strength is much, much stronger when he's in that form. In the movie, though, he never reverts back to a uh, human form. In the comics, oh. he's human unless he's battling. Right. Yeah, like being perma Hulk. Yeah. Right. Was that time yeah. when Hulk? Was that time when Hulk can't un- unHulk? Yeah. Yeah, that's happened right? a bunch of wasn't times. Wasn't that a thing a few years ago? I mean, wasn't that his whole thing for a while? Was he couldn't unHulk? Yeah, I think he was trapped in the Hulk form, and there's been different versions he of- He never turns into Bruce Banner when he's on uh, Planet Hulk, the spoilers. N- no, in the, in, in the book, and yeah, and, and there they've been, it's weird because at different times, Hulk has been everything from a pure raging <laughs> beast with no intellect to even all the way up to the level of having Bruce Banner's- intelligence yeah, in the whole reading glasses. form right and and so depending his strength gets affected by that because mm-hmm. he can't get quite the smarter he is the harder it is for him to sort of go full into beast or berserker mode and mm-hmm. and the hulk has no limit on his strength it's simply how angry he gets the angrier well, hulk gets be gauged because the, the, the more hurt he gets the angrier he gets the more yeah. powerful he gets it's 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 off the charts yeah Oh, so anyway, Colossus. So you're saying that he say he was a he was a steel man the whole time, the whole the whole movie, every part of the movie, he's that. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. He's kind of weird in the in the regular old Warner movies too. Oh yeah, know. very. Yeah, I, I I you know no, I'm gonna stop being negative. I don't have super strong good feelings about Dark Phoenix. I don't think it looks good. Well. 
They're doing a thing again. They're doing a thing. And it's not the thing. They're doing a different thing. You know yeah, what I'm saying? And I Lady, do. Lady Sansa's going to be her, and we'll see how that goes. But like the whole you story know, looks goofy. You know goofy. why, right? You know why. Because it's Sony. They don't, they don't get that right with the X-Men ever. Warner? Or Warner, I mean. Is it Warner? Sony? Who, who owns I want to say, I want, oh, no, sorry, 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 Fox, duh, Fox. Fox, yeah. Now they got acquired, we'll see what happens. You know, but, they, yeah, they've, yeah, yeah. I thought that they, their take on, uh, on Spider-Man with the Tobey Maguire, I really enjoyed the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Yeah, second first, so first good. couple movies were great. Yeah. Even though it was very different from the comics, that was fine. I thought they did a yeah. great job of it. Whereas. They, 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 but they didn't screw him up too bad. I've been watching all, re-watching, there are 12, let me get my list, because I feel like this is the way to help people. Yeah. The, I, I have read a bunch of articles and thought about it quite a bit myself and came up with a list that so closely matched this article that I found on BGR that mm-hmm. I'm just now going to refer to people to the BGR article because it, it, it does a better job of explaining it, I think, than I would. I'll put this into our show notes. It is there now. The 12 Marvel movies you need to see to make the most of Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. And they have a long list, but then if you go down to the 12, it says Captain America First Avenger, Captain Marvel, Iron Man, The Avengers, Captain America Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Captain America Civil War, Doctor Strange, Black Panther, Thor Ragnarok, Avengers Infinity War, and then Ant-Man and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. So that's their definitive list. And so I've been going through these with my son who mm-hmm. he's seen most of them, but there were a couple he didn't see. And, and it's been fun to kind of watch it, but I, we just started the Avengers last night. And, uh, and you know, the, the main thing that you notice in it is besides the fact everybody looks super young and it like crazy yeah. young, um, it is that the Hulk is very much at this point, a, a truly a beast, you know, mm-hmm. he's attacking his friends. He's attacking everybody. Uh, whereas in he's the, just a, a, a destro- an angry destroying machine. Yes. And whereas yeah. if you look at what's going on in uh, Thor Ragnarok, no spoilers, but the Hulk's in that. Oh, you're right. He's so different. Yeah. yeah. He's very, very different. He's a full on, he's just a dude, you know, with intelligence and everything much more a, like just an angry roommate. An angry roommate. <laughs> yeah. So if you drink my diet Coke, you must replace that's <laughs> Hulk smash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, what was I going to say about, okay. So here's, here's one thing. I don't want to talk. We have so much to cover Dan, but like, okay, first of all, loving game of Thrones, game of Thrones. I'm going to set that so aside. Good, so, um, good, so good. So good. Oh my God. Why I rewatched the second episode with my lady. When I finished watching the second one, I thought, you know what? The internet's going to hate this episode. And I really liked it. And then I was glad the internet didn't seem to hate it. It was really good. Yeah. It's really good. So anyway, speaking of Lady Sansa, uh, here's the thing. Like, and, and no spoilers for what some consider the best uh, arc in Marvel Comics history. I mean, I don't know if I agree exactly with that, but I agree at the time it was very good. The Dark Phoenix saga is a very good saga. What is the Dark Phoenix saga? Without getting into spoilers, the Dark Phoenix saga is space stuff, mostly. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I mean... Sure, stuff takes place on Earth and on the, the, the lady with the fan for a hat who's dating the professor. Like, that's <laughs> all, but it's all space stuff. So it's it, the, the part that's kind of frustrating is, I, I don't know, I'm not saying they need to go and like exactly mimic that. But like, she just looks like, an, like a neurotic woman, <laughs> like a neurotic, emotional woman in the trailer, which is like, I don't know. I, I think they were like, I don't know, having some fun with that back then. And like, but it's all space stuff. And who's doing the best? 
really good space stuff in some ways. Like Marvel. Marvel's most interesting movies right now are the space stuff in some ways. I think. Yeah, I think so too. I don't know. I don't know. I like the space stuff. But what was my point? I didn't have a point. The Hulk. Oh, 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 oh. So, so quick. And then, then I, then I want to, I want to hear where the show notes are and I want to hear about something you like, okay. but, uh, uh, side recommendation. So first of all, did, did you have a chance to read, uh, Uncanny X-Force? Not yet, but I have it. I have it it's now. On the list. It's yes. On the list. No, it's okay. physical. It's like, I decided to get the physical version of it and it, it is, it is in oh, my possession. Isn't it gorgeous? Yes. Yep, I yep, like yep, there's yep. certain things. Isn't where, Deadpool fun? That opening yes. is so fun. I haven't gotten, that's a fun Deadpool. I haven't gotten too much into it. Um, my other thing I'm going to recommend, if it's not obvious, a, a two trade. I think it's two trades. A series that I really, really liked that I just mentioned, uh, and they go together really well, is Planet Hulk and World War Hulk. And I feel 100% positive we talked about it before. But like as Hulk, a long time ago, though, it's so good. And there's actually like a Marvel cartoon of it that's not too bad. You know, Mika Lover, not a fighter. Like, but like, um, I really, and of course that, 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 uh, mm, how does one say there's a Marvel movie that has been mentioned in this episode that heavily draws from Planet Hulk. But basically, long story short, read, read, read the, the Illuminati, read in the Illuminati, think they have this great idea, which is we're not going to tell the Hulk this, but we're going to shoot him into space. We're going to fool him and we're going to shoot him into space right. because he keeps wrecking. He like destroyed Las Vegas. I think he at that point had destroyed Manhattan. Like he's done all this stuff. We need to shoot the Hulk into space. Uh oh, things go awry. He starts tearing apart the spaceship as you do. And he lands on this planet interesting things happen and i think it's really good and then world war hulk if you just like an old-fashioned fighting and breaking stuff comic world war hulk is so good you got my back on this i loved world war hulk uh greg rucka i want to say greg rucka isn't that greg pock greg pock greg rucka greg uh, doc is here doc is not here greg pock and carlo did greg pock greg pock did I'm looking, I'm clicking. Uh, there's an article here called Planet Hulk Reading Order and Greg Pock Hulk Comics. The hmm. whole article about this. He's done a bunch of stuff. He has. Wow, he did a whole lot of it, didn't he? Yeah. Anyway, that's that's what I recommend. So Dan, so Dan um, you know, it's important that people be able to, to learn from us and, and to receive wisdom. If people wanted to find show notes, for episode four, two, three of your back to work program, where would they go for that? Five by five dot TV slash B okay. as in brothers, two is in the number W as in walrus slash four, two, three. No, four, yes, two, that's the three. one. That's, that's the, one. the one. That's the that's the right one. Johnny on the spot. Um, is it, is, oh, 22 minutes in what's happening. Tell me if you would about something that you like. Oh yeah. You know, I would like to tell you today again about Mm -hmm. my favorite new, uh, new tech technology. Don't go there. Luna display. Are you going to bring, are you going to bring up the black magic again? Luna display. Oh, come on. Luna display. I love this thing. This thing, I still, I started playing with mine again and it's magic and it freaks me out, man. It's, it is a freak out. That's they can have that. They can run with that. It freaks. It, imagine <laughs> if that was their their uh, slogan. Luna yeah, display. It freaks yeah. you out, man. It's a freak out, man. Uh, it is the coolest 
you know, I, it takes a lot for me to get excited about technology, let alone even care about technology anymore. And this is something that really is, to me, is just cool because it does seem magical in the way that it works. Uh, the Luna Display is the only hardware solution that turns your iPad into a wireless display for your Mac. So you take this tiny little USB, uh, I, I, I hesitate to call it a, a drive, like thumb drive, because it's so much smaller. It's n- it's like it's a it's like a little bigger than I want to say. It's mine here. It's in my bag. I want to say it's a little bigger than like a pencil eraser. Yeah, like it ain't big. Yeah, it's super tiny, and it fits into the USB port. If you have USB C, it's even smaller than the regular USB one. But either way, it's super tiny, and this thing uh, plugs into your Mac. And you put the app on your Mac, and then you put the app on your uh, your iPad, and in inst- instantaneously, you now have an additional screen. And so, at first blush, you would say, "Okay, like that's fine." Now yeah, I have another sc- second cool. screen. That's I have cool. a viewport into another thing. It's a, it's it, uh, you would think one would think incorrectly, as it turns out, I've got a little porthole. I got a porthole where I can look at my Mac. Hello. Oh, neat, no. right? But no, it's so much more because, and this works over your existing Wi-Fi or over uh, USB when you don't have Wi-Fi, it turns your iPad into a complete extension of your Mac. You're moving windows between your iPad and your Mac, but the magic really starts when you make the iPad your main screen and you walk mm-hmm. away with this thing, and now you have your Mac, your Mac, on your iPad. So you can take that. You can walk into the other part of the office. If you're at home, you can take that with you wherever you want to go. And, I mean, you can do it. It You can hook up. You can use an external keyboard. You can use the Apple Pencil with it. It supports all I kinds of touch that, interactions. Dan, and it worked. I tried the Pencil, and it worked. That's <laughs> so crazy. What is happening? I'm clicking on menus like a boss. It was wild. It's so fun. And uh, and it really, really works. And it's really, really... They talk about low latency. It's really fast. I mean, when you're sitting there on the sofa and your Mac is in the other room or wherever, and now you have it right there on the screen in front of you with the dock and the menu bar and your applications and your windows, it's it really is awesome. And it really is magical. And uh, so our listeners are going to get 10% off it's at Luna Display, L-U-N-A, lunadisplay.com. And the promo code to use is back to work. I think people are going to love this. I, I'm still blown away every time I use it because it really feels like it shouldn't be possible. And when you start, you, you use the, the Apple Pencil with it and you're like, oh. And if anything, yes. I think, I mean, it's good for Luna that Apple doesn't want to do any of this stuff on the Mac. Mm-hmm. Um, but this feels like the... The Mac that I've always wanted. It's a touchscreen yeah. Mac, and we have it. So congratulations to Luna for making this. Good job, Luna Display. LunaDisplay.com, nice promo code back to work to get 10% off. Thanks, Luna. Thanks, Luna Display. Buck, buck. Um, I may need to just, Dan, I have some questions about your, your follow-up. Um, did you add the link for Forbidden Snacks? Is that you? <laughs> did you do that? <laughs> Let me look. It might have been an accident. It might have been, but now I want to see what. Uh, Are you horny on Maine? What? What is? Uh, for, you put in forbidden, forbidden snacks. snacks. Hold on, let me see what that is. It looks like it goes to the Reddit website. 
Oh yes, I put this on. Thank you for reminding me. Have you? Did you Dan, look at this? Dan, in as much as you can say, <laughs> why did you make a Reddit link for Forbidden Snacks? Okay, I don't remember how I I stumbled across this, but I think it came from our conversation last week somehow. Uh-huh. But Forbidden oh, Snacks is a Reddit, <laughs> a subreddit. That I get it. Oh, this is horrible. It shows things that are not food, but that look or seem like food or seem edible. So, for example, one thing that they have on here is um, you shall not use the forbidden mouthwash. And it's Mr. Clean, the floor cleaner, <laughs> but it looks like it's in mouthwash. It and so it does like look mouthwash. like something you would drink. Uh, it's but there's so a slice of a potato except the potato is made of makeup <laughs> right uh, this is horrible they have so much on here uh the, and i apparently this is a somewhat new subreddit so there's you can you can actually get pretty far into it and and see uh there's one forbidden popcorn that's not popcorn forbidden kool-aid which is soapy water but there's so much in there and it's it's uh, there's this one thing called uh, Fabuloso, which is all another floor cleaner that looks like it's a, a fruit drink. Jeez. Um, so it's, yes, but I did put that on there. Okay, good, good, good. Forbidden, good forbidden apple juice, and it seems to be a urine sample. Oh, doctor. Uh, so you can check that out forbidden by going snacks, to... Yeah. Forbid, you can go and find that in, uh, in show notes. Also, Dan, Dan, you um, you mentioned <laughs> you mentioned something you might want to talk about. Um, your Amazon package was set of two metal shoe trees, seven point five inches long. Top quality was delivered. Yes, yes. Um, you buy you buy you buy did you buy you some shoe trees? Yes, I bought them actually for my shoe horns. Shoe horns. Pardon, pardon my French. You bought shoe horns. Shoe horns. Shoe horns. Shoe horns. Da, da, da. I um, <laughs> white walkers are coming. <laughs> they're not that's okay so my my son is 11 years old and he is he he is one of those kids that doesn't want to tie his shoes Mm -hmm. oh he keeps them tied when he takes them off yes and so he likes to use a shoehorn for this and i had a shoehorn that i stole from a table at some podcast conference like three or four years ago and uh, and it it broke on him while he was using it after a few weeks of using it. So I went ahead and I ordered these amazing shoehorns on Amazon. And I, I remember I was thinking of you when you you have taught me about the importance of having a nice shoehorn. Oh, I like shoehorns. I like shoe trees. So I found this shoehorn, and this is as you said, it's the uh, set of two metal shoehorns, seven point five inch long top quality. Mm-hmm. And they are. I can. I can attest to this. They are. There were two of them. They are metal. They are seven and a half inches long, and they are top quality. And it was six dollars and ninety five cents. Amazon Prime, and they are. They're in the show notes also. But they're made of solid, uncoated metal, and they, uh, as as it says, they are extremely sturdy. And in my experience, they do not bend or flex. That's so. What it says on the tin. Really true. And they have a convenient uh, hole for hanging on a hook. Mm. Uh, Mm -hmm. They have smooth edges and uh, they're exactly what you would expect from a metal shoehorn. They do their job. Everything here checks out. Set of two metal shoehorns, Calzador de Zapatos, uh, solid metal. (laughs) This metal shoehorn will not bend or break, making it a great addition to your shoe accessories. Ergonomic, a shoe spoon, perfectly angled for handling and putting on shoes. 
can also be used as a small boot shoehorn, shoe helper. A shoe helper. Shoe helper, tra- travel shoe horn. Shoe helper. Shoe helper. Do you ever use the long ones, the long horn, where you feel like a fancy duchess and you can stand and have the long? I've sort of seen like, Sort them. of like H.I. uses in Raising Arizona when he puts on his white shoes. Oh, is he using one of those in that? He's using one of those. That can that can be real nice. I've never I mean, used one personally. I've seen them and I've coveted them. Your but son I, may not want to look like a fancy duchess, but if he ever does, <laughs> maybe it could also be used as like a walking stick. <laughs> um, but I'm so glad you're exploring shoe uh, shoe accessories. See, now I do have a pair of, I wanted to talk to you about this, so I'm glad that you brought this up. I yes. have a pair of boots that I want to stretch a little bit. It seems oh, yeah. like either... They have shrunk a little over time, which I didn't think was supposed to happen, but it seems to have happened. Or my feet have grown, and I've checked mm-hmm. to make sure I don't have acromegaly, and I don't. Good, good, good. Uh, but I mean, God, God bless the people who do. I yeah, mean, the great Rondo Hatton, the great. Oh, you got the Joey Ramone. I think he had it as well. But the yeah. the shoes are they are a little a little narrow in the front part, and I'm a little wide in the front part, Merlin. Mm. Yes. Thick. Thick. Thick, they say. So I wanted to know, is it possible to stretch shoes at home or do I have to take these to a, uh, to a shoemaker or something? To a, yes, I don't know. To a, uh, what do they call it? A croupier? What do you call a shoe man? <laughs> um, I, I don't, I, uh, so, okay. So shoe trees, as I use them, are different. Shoe trees in the classic way are usually made of, uh, in this case, I'm looking at ones I bought before. They're made of cedar. And they have a little sort of like a telescoping rod thing. You get a certain, usually they're just in small, medium, and large. They're not very granular. And then you put those in your shoe and, and it makes them nice and fresh. I, th- I don't know the name of what you want, but it does exist. There is a kind of thing, an orthotic appliance. Mm-hmm. It's a thing you can get that says, I need to make these, I think it might be called a shoe stretcher. And they also have uh, they have little uh, after, they have little ports on the side if you want to accommodate a bunion or similar. So oh, so you, you can, can. I've seen that. I've seen that where there's like little holes. It's like in a it. Mr. Potato Head for your shoes, and you're like, yeah. oh, right here is where I got my first bunion. My bunion. So I'm gonna pop this little nub on it. And... <laughs> I am. I am the bunion knight. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yes. I, I would. You know what? Let's look. Let's search Amazon for shoe stretcher. Shoe stretcher. And that, and that, you got like, ah, ah, ah. you got to really like, you got to really clamp it down and it spreads it out. Like with the, um, the, uh, the shoe tree is more acquiescent. It is not going to make a big deal about the shoe size and, and, and available volume. The shoe stretcher is what I'm calling it is going to really get in there. Shoe stretcher. Oh, shoe stretcher. Look at that. Oh, some of these look like something from Alien. Ooh, did you find them? I am looking. Yeah, shoe, stretch, shoe stretcher. I'm men. seeing the one with the little nubs right now. Hmm. Loosens tight shoes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's what I want. It's you know it's much easier. I've you found. see the bunion holes. Yeah, I do. Yeah. The little um, what are they? Sort of reddish. They look almost like a little eraser or something. You pop on there. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you need, it'll do it. I you should do that. Stretch the boots. Stretch the boots. I'll try it. That'll be my yeah. uh, my homework, I guess. Yeah, everybody needs a hobby. <laughs> well, look at that worked out. That's good. How's your sword? Is your sword good? I haven't checked in on your sword. In yeah, a while. the sword's good. The sword's okay. right. No, I've got no, a, no change in status. Got it right here, actually. Mm. Right here. Hold on. Come on. You're armed. Right here. And I'm going to try and do. People have asked me what it sounds like. Ooh. You know that? Does that? Did that come across? It sure did. Yeah. 
Oef. Yeah. Oeh, oeh, is dat de hilt? Ja. Yeah. Oef. Ja, yeah, it's right there. Mm. I haven't had to use it yet. I mean, not in the well. way you're, you're thinking of. No, that's the thing is like, you know, uh, the, 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 the skilled Kung Fu person, you know, uh, he or she knows they have the Kung Fu and then they don't use it. And that makes them more powerful. Right. I think. No, that's correct. Most, the, um, most of what I knew, know about fighting comes from movies. I mean, so I'm it, probably not the person to ask. The about. reason that you train is so you don't have to fight. You train so you don't have to fight. Yeah. You know what? You know what David Allen says, author of Getting Things Done, copyright <laughs> David Co. 2001. Yeah. Dave, David Allen says, the time to train for a fight is not when you're getting jumped in an alley. And that's why you should read his book. It's a very good book. That's true. He's a karate. Is he? I don't know. I don't know which school of uh, karate he he, uh, he employs, but he's a, he's a karate. Bushido. 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 It's an honor code. The Bushido. Bushido. Yeah. Oh, Japanese Bushido. samurai. Hi. Bushido. Bushido. The code of honor. A Bushido journey. Bushido is a code. Um, way of and the then warrior we've got other things uh oh yeah i just want to say shout out to this is so funny we just talk about markdown and nobody cared we talk about pencils oh boy <laughs> people come out <laughs> of the gosh dang woodwork a woodwork made of pencils yeah um i just wanted to say thank you for everyone who contacted us it's cool that i think it's kind of neat that that many people have a thought about their pen or pencil mm-hmm. much like we do I, I just wanted to thank our listeners for contacting us about that it was cool to hear what people like. Aphasia. Aphasia. Bushido aphasia. <laughs> Bulk bag. Bulk. Bulk bag. Bulk bag. Is it Goldenberg chew? Yes, yes. I don't think we say that anymore. No. Mm. No. Mm. Goldenberg chews. Goldenberg ha- chews. Uh, celebrating 100 years, join the party. Hey. Join the party. If you go is it, there, is that called a seder? Is that what it's, that's, we, it's called? We we were supposed oh, we were supposed to do a seder. We didn't get to do it. Why? What happened? Because my was everything fakakta. It yes. Uh, mm. Basically, my mom was going to visit for the Passover Easter weekend, and uh, she was going to be flying in on Friday and. On Friday, you're, you're, uh, you're not. It's, it says in Leviticus, you cannot pick people up at the airport on Friday. Well, I, if it's before sundown, is it before sundown? It or was after, after sundown? sundown. You are not allowed to go to the airport. I know. So okay. she was flying in and uh, her flight got delayed by a little bit because of some weather that wasn't affecting them directly, but it was in the flight path. So they waited at the airport. She was flying on JetBlue. She was flying out of the Fort Lauderdale airport to Austin. And... Uh, the flight just kept getting delayed hour after hour after hour after hour until we. she finally just decided, we kind of collectively decided to to call it quits after, I don't know, I guess it was around 8, 8 p.m. or 7 p.m. when she finally oh, gave man. up. And this was for like a 3 o'clock flight. The flight didn't wasn't actually going to be leaving until around 11 p.m. and it wasn't going to get here till 1:30 or, or two. This was supposed to get her here at 6:20, mm-hmm. uh, and instead it was about six seven hours late. And, oh, that's the worst. Yeah, she's coming from Florida. Yeah, and at that point Ugh. she's you know and and we were debating like, well, like should you still come in? Should I still drive out to the airport at? 1.30 in the morning to get you? And like, what would the rest, because you know, we're, we're not the kind of family who can roll up a, an old 
pair of socks and use that for a pillow and sleep on the floor. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like she's not going to show up at my house at 2 a.m. I'll just go and sleep. I'll be fine. We'll see you tomorrow. No, like she hasn't eaten all day. She hasn't eaten since she got to the airport at noon, her time. Ugh. You know, so like she probably had like a Wolfgang Puck sandwich in place. Gonna need to all that. She's bread. gonna need so to just bread. bread. She was gonna need to so eat eat bread. a meal at the house, and yes. she's gonna, we're gonna have to like wind down. And, you want to make her feel welcome? Yeah, gotta, she's got to see. She's got to see what the kids look like. You got to wake up the kids. Are they different now? Right. Right. So there's she just thing. she might have to use it. the restroom. No offense, but like she's there's a whole thing that's gonna happen. She's not just gonna all just sit here. I'll just sit here on the on the couch and watch Chopped. But you know, it's not the airline's fault because they. There was hmm. a weather system that blocked them. Oh, they were getting some weather. Yeah, getting some weather. Got to better, you know, better mm-hmm. get going if we're going to stay ahead of the weather. So no Seder for you. Well, not she wasn't part of it. Yeah, but the kids we did oh. we did still do Easter eggs on Sunday morning. Hmm. Do you hide Easter eggs for your daughter? Yes. Does she f- we do a whole thing? Is she good at finding them? Yeah. I think she is. I, we did a whole thing. We had a very, my, my, uh, my lady friend is, uh, she's so amazing. Your special lady? And my, well, she's my, I always forget the line. I'm sorry. She's, uh, she's great. And we had such a nice, uh, such a nice, uh, just weekend. It was great. I mean, it was, yeah, it involved Easter. I mean, uh, she got a really cool Daenerys, uh, for Easter. I helped the bunny with that one. She got a little, little Daenerys with a little dragon. Oh, cool. Do you want to see it? Yeah. That's really cool. Um, in, but, in an Easter egg or you? as an Easter egg gift? An uh, Easter it gift. was a bunny gift. Okay. It was a bunny, it was a bunny gift. Um, Does she believe in the yeah. Easter bunny? Well, I mean, belief. You know, these days in this fraud, in this economy, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, what does one say? No, but no, but it's the sweetest thing. She plays along and it's really, we all play along and it's the best. It's so great. All right. So this is what she got. She got a, a little Daenerys and a little dragon. Look at that. How cute is that? Oh, that's awesome. I think that's the coat she wore in the, in the crypt the other night, too. She pointed that out. Well, she hasn't seen the show. She's just seen bits of the show. Shut up. Everybody shut up. She hasn't seen, this, she, she hasn't seen the bad stuff. But, you know, we did uh, clear off the table and sit down and eat like a family. And we had some ham. And, and we hung out. And uh, I found myself in the position of getting to explain uh, what the weekend's holidays were about. And that was fun. Because I am the only, <laughs> I'm the only non-heathen in our household who knows both stories. So we started with the lowdown and exactly what the deal is with Easter. <clears throat> yeah. And so I had to explain Good Friday, and that was a thing. But then I also got to explain the miracle of Passover, and that was fun. Yeah. So you Moses, taught her the Moses, whole right. The- uh, yeah. Was it Mo- yeah, it was Moses and Aaron, right? It's like, okay, so we cut a deal. We got it made a special deal with the Lord. You're gonna need you're gonna need to get a really, really nice sheep. Wasn't that a deal? Is it a sheep, a goat? What do you what do you have to uh kill? Uh yeah, what was that? You gotta get some really nice livestock and don't cheat and get the cheap one, because God will know. Yahweh knows. I think it was, wasn't that a lamb? It might, it might have been a little lamb, and then you uh, you spl- you splorch that. I thought it was a lamb. Over, I don't know. Could be a lamb, a lamb of, and then you splorch that over, and then when the mean angel comes, you're probably good to go. Yeah, you put the lamb's blood on your door. Yeah. Now, how are you going to get that off? You know what I'm saying? Think about John Syracuse having to do that. After all that remodeling, and now he's got that nice door. I don't think he'd like that at all. I think he'd rather have the children taken. Probably. How much? Well, the question is, how much do you need? 
Do you put a lot? Will they? If, first so, of all, if it's an if it's an angel of death, it's I coming. I think it's an angel. I don't remember. No, it's the I angel of like death. It, and the, the there's whole, only like three angels named in the whole uh, two testaments. There's a second testament. Yeah, just yeah, so, yeah. You know. No, this is the um, angel. This is the angel of death, and the angel of death. They did, comes a, they did a gritty reboot called the New Testament. And like when yeah. you think. <laughs> <laughs> when you think it's directed by Zack Snyder, that's right. When you th- how many? What are all the books I have to read before I get to Revelation? <laughs> that's not funny. Yeah. So yeah. So how much? Oh, is it just a, what do you well, say? Is, is it just a schmear? Is, is it a schmear? Because if first of all the 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 word I'm going to focus on when when you say the term angel of death, the the first word is angel. To me, an angel <laughs> is this the one in the Slayer? They song? have. They're they're powerful. They can do stuff, right? Okay. So like, oh yeah, yeah, they're angels. The yeah. angel, especially, I th- I would think that the angel would understand the significance of what he's doing. Uh, mm-hmm. He knows that he's killing people, right? And he understands what that means. So he's mm-hmm. not going to take the job lightly. He's not just going to arbitrarily show up at someone's house. You, you hire him. He said, just so I know from the internet science site, he's called the destroying angel. Okay. And it seems to me that you bring the destroying angel in for a job that you do not want to get wrong. This, this, yeah. this is a, this is an, this is an angel that is thorough yeah. and professional. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. He's a good man. Mm-hmm. And thorough. <laughs> yes. And he, uh, yes. he's going to go door to door and he's going to check for the lamb's blood. If you, if you have it next house, if you yeah. don't have it, Firstborn dead. But here's the thing that they don't talk about. When I was a kid, I thought when they were talking about firstborn, to me, that meant like if you had any kids in your house, if you had one kid, they're gone. If you had two kids, the oldest one's gone. You still have the second one. Yeah. But they apparently- if you have your cousin staying with you and one of them is like 13. Well, right, but it's not- Out of here. It's not just kids- it, it's, uh, if you, if you Merlin, an adult yes. male yes. are a firstborn, I think it was taking you also, not just kids. Come on. Is this in the I book? I don't know. I haven't read it any, any time recently. And last time I read oh it, it was in Hebrew. God. Oh, sure. So it was a sure, translation sure, sure. You the, issue. You got the stick. You got the stick, right? Yeah. You got to use the stick. The yod. It's, uh, it's called a Methuselah. <laughs> it's called a yod. Mezuzah. No, that's um, a different thing. <laughs> mezuz- mezuz- Do you mezuz- have a mezuzah on your door? Yes. Okay. What do I? Yeah. Uh, we rent, so we try to limit the amount of uh, blood, strictly speaking, that we schmear. Uh, over well, the, the mezuzah has nothing to do with blood. I don't want to lose my deposit. But it's just a nail, hmm. one nail, two maybe. If you want to get fancy, one mezuzah, huh? Huh? For one of a nail, you could probably use three M, like a double sided three M. Are you talking about the, like that smart tape? Yeah. Kind of Why stuff. not use that? Okay. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I would Was have it the to humidity? The You're book. worried about the humidity? I always worry about the humidity and I don't, I don't know what the ramifications are. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's basic project management. What, what am I getting into here? Well, everything is a project. Everything is a project and you got the bitter, do you have bitter herbs? Are there bitter yeah, herbs? The bitter herbs. There's a simis. What about the chair? What, what about the chair? That who's the chair for? Jonathan Winters. There's some, you, you have a chair in case somebody shows Eli- up. It's Elijah. Elijah the prophet. Yes. He's the OG prophet. Yes. And you love Elijah. You have a cup that you fill with some wine that he apparently shows up and drinks. And this is the strangest thing. Does he, do you leave him cookies or carrots for his sleigh? No, no, just the wine. Okay. All right. Just the but wine. But he's got That's a special wants. cup and chair okay. for him. Okay. 
Okay. Okay. But this is the weirdest thing. It's like my grandparents would talk about this like it was serious. I'm like, there's nobody there. And they're like, no, it's, you know, there is. And I was like, but they would go and open the door. Would that blow your mind if he showed up? Well, yeah, it would really, because probably wouldn't be him. You think it would be somebody fake, <laughs> faking it? It would well, be my like grandparents, li- as as most or all Jewish grandparents must, they lived yeah. in a condo on the beach in Boca. Right. So, right, right. and then you can have that rope go all around the outside, and now you, you can technically get away with using the elevator. <laughs> yeah, you know about that? Yes, I do. We've we've taught you introduced me to that. <laughs> must have ta- they do that in Miami. Like most of Miami is surrounded by like a cord. We're like, oh. Technically, you can use your mic. That's nuts. <laughs> well, anyway, they well, you know would... this. What's that called? What's that called? That's called a Shab, uh, Shabbos. Uh, a Shabbos Sa- Goy. Shabbos Goy. There's a Sabbath elevator. We know about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, so if you live in if you live in Boca, so this is the thing. They were in a condo, and you had to take an elevator do you up buzz to him there. In? Do you buzz him in? Do you like? Will he be announced? Well, that's the thing. Is they, the, if yeah. you were a guest and you would go in, you'd go in and you tell them who you were going to see and they'd, they'd buzz you up and you'd you go, go the, through like the gate, <laughs> the gate with the security guy. Yeah. There was a gate with a okay. security guy and an elevator and everything. And so <laughs> would he be, would he be in a car? Well, I, I mean, <laughs> would he have the key to the garage? I, you know, like the underground garage thing. I don't know, but this is a they prophet. Still so he probably and, knew in advance what to expect. Oh, but they would open he comes the up to the gate door. and they say, do you have any ID? I don't understand it. Oh, I was saying they would open the front door for Elijah but the front door was just into the hallway that you had to go up the elevator with. And the elevator was never, no one was ever coming out of that. That door may not count. I don't know. So is, is he like a Dracula where you have to invite him in? Kind of. If he can get up the elevator on his he's, own. He's a kind of Semitic Dracula. Then what's the point what of saying. opening the door? What is the point even? Yes. Yesterday yes. might Is my... he allowed to turn on your air conditioning? No, he's Jewish. Because at this point, he's, he's got to be like a ghost at this point, Yeah, but right? he's still a Jew. He's still in, he's a Jew who Living or dead, he's still Jewish. And if you ask nicely, he will turn on your, your air conditioning for you, muzzle top. My son came home yesterday and said that he was talking to one of his friends and he's, he told him that his friend, they did Passover and he got $50 for finding the Afikoman. And- uh, Jokes aside, what is that? The Afikoman is a piece of matzah that is hidden oh, somewhere see. in the house that the kids are supposed to go and find. Okay. Okay. Um, you, there is actually a ritual. You get, you get a cash prize. Do you always get a cash prize? Yeah. There is okay. a ritual wow. as far as how you break the matzah and which piece becomes the afikoman and how it can be hidden and where you can find oh, it and that's cool. what you can I use to find it. So cool. You're supposed to use like a candle to find it, all this other cool stuff. Yeah, you know how much I got when I was a kid for finding it? A dollar. What? A buck. And, and so the, my son's is like- that, Is that called geld, Dan? What is Hanukkah that called? Hanukkah Yeah, that's- um, Okay. But that's 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 different. Okay. All right. That's, yeah, then that's, cho- that's chocolate, chocolate money, right? Yeah, that's chocolate money in it. It has okay. like an embossed little gold foil around the coin to make it look like a coin, but it's a, it's a piece of chocolate. Okay. Wow, there's, I have so much to learn about this. Well, the, you're, you're the, still the ethical systems. You're in the process of converting still, so you've got a lot. I of time. am. I have a lot to learn. I'm very, I'm very interested. I have a lot of scrolls here, but I still Amazon still hasn't sent my mezuzah, so I can't touch it. Well, you need that on your door. What's it called? The, it's called the, not the dreidel. What What is the pointing stick for turning pages called? Yod. Yod. 
Yod. And I think it's spelled Yod. Y O D, I believe. Okay. okay. Not Yud. Nope. Maybe it's nope, Y A D. Am I getting this wow. wrong? I don't know. I don't Yod. I mean, Y A D. Yeah, I was right. Yod. Yod. It's a yod, yod. And it's got that little it's finger. I got to use that during my bar mitzvah. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. You have to, you have to memorize a lot of stuff, right? Yes. And my, yeah. uh, the guy that, that taught me all of that was, I think traditionally it is the rabbi who, who does like the final tutoring with you after so you go to Hebrew school for a few years. And then I think the rabbi usually works with you on what's going to happen, go, go down at the bar mitzvah. But where I was, it was the cantor who did that. And that's the guy who sings. Yes. And ours was really great. He was a fantastic, he had actually come up and was an, a full on opera singer um, and had left the opera world uh, to, to become a cantor because that's so cool. Yeah. Wow. So that's quite a pivot. Yeah. So he, he had this amazing, amazing voice and he would make, tapes for us to listen to. And the idea was that we were reading the Hebrew, but we would learn the melodies and stuff from his, uh, from his, these little tapes that he would give us. Wow! And I was very, very good at remembering things that I heard, which is like later this proved to be very useful uh, because I could like memorize lines from movies very easily. Most of that ability isn't. You are very good at that. Well, it's kind of, it's not with me as much. You remember it well and your recall is fast. Well, I, I think it's it's not as good as it used to be, Merlin, but... Um, mm, I don't remember. <laughs> he, I found it easier to just listen to the tapes and memorize them than to actually read any you of the got scroll, scrolls on tape, Hebrew. Basically. Yeah, scrolls on tape. So that's how I got through my bar mitzvah. <laughs> so check out your free trial at godable.com. Oh my God. That's awesome. That, Is no one doing this? That? Yeah, they can have that. I don't know. Godable would be so good. Oh, there's a book I'd like to recommend. Uh, Joshua Judges Ruth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's also a lot love it record, I believe. Have you ever like had seven, a eight, single nine, moment's you know thought about se- se- my seven, eight, responsibilities? Nine. Have you ever mm-hmm. thought for a single <laughs> solitary moment about my responsibilities to my employers? Has it ever occurred to you that mm-hmm. I have agreed to look after the Overlook Hotel until May the 1st? Give me the bet. Does it matter to you at all? Give me the bet. That the owners have placed their complete confidence and trust in me and now, that I have on. signed a letter of agreement, memory. a contract. No, no way is that from memory. In which I have accepted that responsibility. Ooh, Ooh it's still going. Jeez. Do you have oh the slightest God. idea what a moral and ethical principle is? Do you? Oh my God. Has it ever occurred to you what would happen to my future if I were to fail to live up to my responsibilities? Has it ever occurred to you? Has it? End of monologue. Oh my God. Scene. Up. Oh. Wendy learns, don't open the can if you don't want to eat the beans. Jiminy Christmas, that was that was good. That's what I have memorized. That and I have the one from the uh the fly, but that one's kind of faded. Oh yeah. He's a handsome guy. Um, you know what? We're boom, we gotta get to your topic. I'm gonna get to my thing, the sword, my recommendation I can skip. Um I see, I don't know. Is is the is the video we're talking about? Yeah, why not, not talk about it? We got that and we got, okay. All right, so why don't you, why don't you tell me, do you have one, you have one more thing? Yeah, I like, can right? tell you about uh, Hello. Hello? Hello. So so what's the sponsor? It's Hello Pillow. Hello, Dan. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I have one of these things. You use the Hello Pillow too, I think. Every night. 
I have uh, a slumbering Congress with my hello. Wow. It is. Oh, and I just, have you seen, oh, we'll go to this after the spot, but have you seen Buster Scruggs? Buster. No, I haven't. Oh, I have seen it on the Netflix advertising. No, no, I haven't seen we it. We have to talk about this. Okay. Hello Pillow is mm. an amazing pillow. It is completely different than the typical pillow that you would find at like a Bed Bath & Beyond type situation. Uh, that They sell these really, really soft pillows. And you think to yourself, I want to sleep well. I'm going to get the softest pillow i can find Oof. and then you sleep on it and and think again and, and you're Ugh. it's that is i don't know why people think that i thought that for most of my life but mm-hmm. what you wind up with is a lot of the time not great sleep you can wind up with a sore neck you can your shoulder can get out of whack all these different things because those pillows collapse underneath you and they don't they don't do their job and the pillow's job is to support your head and support your neck and help you get a good night's sleep and that's exactly what the Hello Pillow does, and they do it in a different way. It is filled with uh, hulls, buckwheat hulls, hence the Hello, uh, Hello mm-hmm. name. It is filled with these hulls. Now you can adjust it because there is a zippered opening in this thing. You can add or remove these hulls to make it perfect for you for the way that you like to sleep and want to sleep. There, it's going to stay cool and dry at night. It doesn't, it, it, it breathes better, but it's a mm-hmm. completely different experience. You shape it the way you want it to be and you lay your little, your little head down and you're going to sleep great. And you're it stays where you want it to, night. it stays where you, you get it the way you want and then it, it just kind of stays there. You don't fight really with it. You're nice. not waking up, flipping it, fighting with it. It just stays, it just stays. You know, if you, if you get yourself a soft pillow, you're buying a fight. You're buying a fight you for the rest of you. You, you versus the pillow and guess who's going to win? Guess, guess who needs the sleep? You. Pillow doesn't care. Soft pillow doesn't care. You need a hello. Do you really want to sleep on petroleum-based foam? Whoa, no. That's what a lot of people are sleeping on. They don't even know it. It's got petroleum in the foam. That's what. That's how it's made. Oh, that's how they get you. But ya. these things, really, I think they started in Japan, uh, and they're very popular in Japan still, but these buckwheat pillows, this concept has been around for, for centuries. That's decades to you and me. Mm-hmm. And they're made with quality materials in the United States of America. And they, here's the deal. Here's the way this works. They're going to send it to you. You get to sleep on it for 60 nights. That's uh, approximately two months. If it's not for you, you send it back. They give you a refund. That easy. That, that's it. Mm. And if you want to try one deal. of these things, if you, if you want more than one, you will get a discount of up to $20 per pillow, depending on the size Fast free shipping on every order and 1% of all the profits are donated to the Nature Conservancy, which is a very nice thing. You can get yours to try out by going to Hello Pillow, spelled H-U-L-L-O, Hello, because it's the halls, hellopillow.com slash back to work. You'll support the show. You can uh, earn that potential discount and you're going to get to try it for 60 nights. So hellopillow.com slash back to work. Go check it out. It's going to change up your game. Merlin and I are proof of that. You could be like us. You can be us. Look how strong I am. Very strong. Do, do you see how strong I'm I am? I'm looking right now. Like bull. So go check it out. Because I, I sleep. I sleep at night like a gentleman on a pillow that understands me. I'm not fighting my pillow, Dan. My pillow works for me, sir. Hello, pillow. Hello, pillow. Uh, say it one more time. What's the URL for that? H-U-L-L-O. Hellopillow.com mm-hmm. slash back to work. Go check it out. And thanks, everyone, for doing yourself a favor and getting a better night's sleep. Buck, buck.
We got to do your video. Okay. We've got to do. Oh, but wait, I wanted to tell wait, you about Buster Scruggs. I haven't seen. I haven't seen oh Buster Scruggs. It's so good, Merlin. Okay, I don't even all right. Know where all to right. start? It's so good. Okay, hmm. this is a Coen Brothers thing. I know, and it's got the guy. It's got <clears> the guy from the movie that I like. Yes, he's in that. This is a James, uh, what's his name? Robert Earl Hughes, James William Hansen. That one guy with three names: Tim Blake, Blake Nelson. Blake Nelson. Got in three. And Tim Tim Blake Nelson's in it. He's great. And they're like short stories, right? Each one's like a freestanding. The word that I would use would be a vignette. Hmm. Um, he is in the opening vignette, and they. Oh, he's the framing device boy. Well, no, because this is what's great about it. I thought it would be. I don't want to ruin anything, but you find out at, in the first vignette. Okay, okay. Okay. Don't tell me. Don't tell me too much because I will watch it. You got to watch this. All right, I'm going to watch it's it. There's and so much watching to watch. Now, I watched it once all the way through and loved it. And I thought there, there isn't, you know, there's a couple eh, off-color words in it that might offend. There's, you mm-hmm. know, they use a couple words. Sure. There's one scene where there's an implication that sex has taken place, but you don't see anything. Mm-hmm. And other than that, uh, this is, I, I, you know, I watched this with, oh, it's, you're saying it's kid I let my son watch this with me. Got it. And at the one point where there was the implication that some business had gone on, I, I said to him, I said, do you, do you know where he's going? And he said, no, I said, he's going to a whorehouse. And he says, what's that? Oh. And I said, this is a place where prostitutes work. He said, what's that? Wow. And I said, wow. don't worry too much about what that is. It's a place mm-hmm. where uh, adult stuff can happen. And he, kisses for money. He's like, do do I want to watch this? I said, you're not. There's nothing going to happen. It's just the mm-hmm. implication that something grownups do takes place. And he was fine with it. He understood that. Mm-hmm. Didn't didn't try explaining why Brand got pushed out a window. <laughs> I'm still hearing about I that. I can't. They had show to talk. Him they need some more private to talk. But uh, so anyway, at the very least, Merlin, you are going to love this. I, I, I didn't like watch it. It brothers. came out a I year like ago or something. I didn't I, watch it. It's I, so good. I I saw when they announced it, and I thought this looks like a really good thing. I'll watch. It's on Netflix, which I have, and and I can watch that. I can watch. That. I absolutely love this thing. I've seen we it just twice. Another season of Survivor, so I should, I should I could probably use the break. Yeah, you've got to watch this, and you can yeah. you can pause after each vignette if if you dare. But it's okay. so good. It's so right. good. And the, you're saying I should watch it is what you're saying. Right. Yeah. Like, like I'm all, almost wanting you. Okay. And all I'm going to say mm-hmm. is this. Okay. Do you remember Dudley from, uh, from Harry Potter, Harry Potter fame, Harry Potter films? Dudley Dursley? Yeah. Yeah. He's in this. <sighs> but it is up to you to find out who he is. It's oh. going to blow you away when you see it. That's all. Petunia in it? No, Ampetunia's in uh, in uh, in uh, in uh, Coraline, I believe. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, all right. I, it's in my queue. If I can figure out where it is in the queue. Oh, Netflix plays some funny games with where you put stuff. Oh, don't and they? it's and it's the last one is so good. So all right, uh, all right. I feel like it's the way it's the way that I'm, I'm guessing Tom John Syracuse feels about the Finder. Who? Tom Waits. How Lindley? Tom Waits. The oh, ocean doesn't Tom want Waits. me today. When you play the Tarantino, all the houses will start to roll. <laughs> the boys will go to hell and then the Cubans hit the floor. 
They drive along the pipeline. They tangle to their saw. Leave behind the nightmares and they leave them by the door. You've got to watch this thing. Stones will break my bone. You hear me? I can do the whole catalog. Can you? Sure. On the nickel. Sure. <laughs> wow, that one's been sitting in a pot for a while. Haven't brought him out. That's good. That might be almost at the level of your Marcy. Hey, little bird, fly away home. I'm on fire, children at home. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, whoop. and another so show ends you, without doing so your topic. Hey, what? What? Ah, oh, no, 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 mm, no. Nah, I mean, don't we gotta? Don't we gotta? Ah, uh, yeah, we, tr- we, we should. Don't we should. Do it. Yeah, we should. Uh, see, now we built it up too much, and I feel terrible. So, listen, do this for me. Go to five by five dot tv slash b two w slash four two three, and uh, at the very top of the page, you're going to find something titled "Adam Neely: My Worst Train Wreck." It's a YouTube video. It's a YouTube video that's not super long. It's ten minutes long. See, this sounds really... But before you listen to the following segment, please go and watch the 10-minute video and uh, then come back. Because, okay, spoilers. So Adam Neely is a musician who gigs in uh, in Manhattan. He And he has a great YouTube channel that I like a lot. Whenever I say, talk about how I stay up late watching bass videos. Yes. It's his channel that I'm watching. I hungrily consume all of his stuff. He's got got a got a rude attitude, and he's you know, not really. Uh, but he's a fun guy. He's a fun guy. He's got a lot of like he's got an attitude. But he um, so he went to Berkeley, the other Berkeley, with two E's, technically three E's. He went to the Berkeley to study <clears throat> composition, uh, and he's a real he's a jazz boy, and does lots of stuff. Um, and he has this video series where he talks about music. His latest one is amazing. How you count off 30 second notes. Spoiler alert, you don't need to. Um, anyways, uh, Adam Neely, check out his channel. So he posted this video not too long ago. Um, how long ago? Doesn't really matter for the story. So he posted this video um, on April 8th called My Worst Train Wreck. And I'm going to spoil it for you now. So he tells this story. So did you did you get an opportunity to watch this? Yes, I did. Yeah, okay. So... I, I I love this video, and then I loved it in a different way. So basically, he just he goes through goes in this video, and and he describes. Um, it starts by recapping, uh, a, a I guess a performance he'd seen on YouTube of this jazz band where just their performance, like it's one of those <laughs> like Murphy's Law things right. where like there's some oopsies. And like, then suddenly everything is going wrong. Symbols are falling off the stage. The keyboard falls off the stand. Like everything can go wrong. And, 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 they, they, and they keep, they just keep playing. They keep plugging away. They keep going. Absolutely. They just keep plowing forward. I think it's the drummer's band, but like, yeah, and it just, it goes, it goes horribly. And, and Adam says, well, you know, having seen this, this popular video, it reminds me of my worst train wreck, you know, and it, Train wreck, I mean, I guess you could say in the cases of a musical performance is like, how does he describe it? It's not just that things go wrong, but I like the note he adds about it's when something goes horribly wrong and you have no control over fixing it. I love something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing, but do you recall him saying something like that? Yeah, I can't remember the exact quote either. It's not just that things are bad. 
it's that things are getting like, it's almost like that, that wonderful This American Life about the Peter Pan play, one of the great, you know, the fiasco episode of This American Life. Oh, yeah. Similar kind of thing. We're like, oh my God, there's no way that this thing can get worse. And then it somehow gets worse. <laughs> right. And, but you, but it seems like, you know, in sports, they talk about building a momentum, you know, so especially in, in, in football, NFL, and, and to some degree in basketball, I think it's true, but it's so important in the NFL that you build, you start to build that momentum so that you, you, you score and you, you drive and you drive and you drive and you score and you drive and you drive and like, and, and that's exactly what you want to prevent the other team from doing. Right. Right. And, right, right. and, um, and, and it was almost like this, but in a bad way, it's like the bad momentum was building and it's like, er, they kept inventing something new that could go wrong and it would go wrong. Yeah, absolutely. And, but he, so he uses that as sort of a framing device to talk about what he considers his, uh, his worst train wreck. And I, I do encourage you, I understand you're probably not going to go watch the video, but I encourage you to, because it's a very entertaining reenactment of something that happened to him in, what was it, Stanford, Connecticut. So he does wedding gigs. He's done like a hundred wedding gigs. Um, and so he goes to do this wedding where he's going to play bass and they do their thing. And at some point, one of the bridesmaids comes up and wants to sing, uh, Can You Feel the Love from Lion King, the Elton John song. Okay. I, I won't belabor this, but they're like, okay, great. Like, we know this. The band knows this is a song you know. And, you know, and we'll just, uh, as long as she knows the words, we should be fine. And it it is a fiasco. It is a train wreck. Apparently, the, the, this this person does know the words. But she is singing in a key that Adam cannot, in the band, cannot even identify. And you can go into the, as always, he goes into the weeds about, you know, what he's talking about in terms of keys and stuff. But suffice it to say, the key that they're playing in is very much not what this person is singing in. They do things like start playing more quietly, because maybe it's very difficult to hear yourself in monitors on stage. So maybe she hadn't heard herself. They start playing more quietly. At one point, one of the musician one of the musicians basically starts singing the correct melody, hoping it will kind of guide her back. And then she starts theoretically harmonizing. Now, the beautiful part of one of these fiascos, one of these train wrecks, to be a true train wreck, it has to be out of your control. Okay? Before it becomes a true train wreck, you have to do things to try and correct it. And so she's she's singing in whatever monkey ball's key or whatever non-key she's singing. The band is playing in, I want to say, B-flat. And at a certain point, I guess, they realize that she's singing like kind of like half a step off. And so they get this idea, they're trying to communicate on stage and like, well, maybe we can bring the music to her with this modulation where we play <laughs> her key. And long story short, there's some miscommunication plus the bad singing. And at a certain point in the song, there are four different keys going on. People are playing. You've got the original key. You've got the modified module. Somebody decided to like modulate up, I guess. Other person tries to modulate half step down. Plus she's doing her own thing over here and she's feeling the love in her own way. And apparently it was just a cataclysmic disaster. Yeah. And his reenactment of it is really fun. I don't know. Uh, I just, I love that story. But then what I, what I love, and it's not as fun as the video and I'm probably crushing the bunny, but what I love is what he then says. That was a great story. But then... He talks about why it's important to have train wrecks, especially in this case for a musician, especially on stage. Why, why is that? that why is it uh, important? 
well, I mean, I think the way, I mean, I got a couple of my own thoughts, but I think the way he phrases it was that, as he said, I think he said specifically, this is not my first train wreck. It won't be my last, but this is what happens on the job. Like this is when you have this kind of a job, that's what's going to happen. And it's important to remember, like maybe first above all else, um, sort of Dan, like you said, you said in our texts, like it kind of gets you back to that whole, I'm just a guy in a room phenomenon. Like I'm, nobody's going to be harmed. Nobody's going to be permanently injured as a result of this. I mean, yeah, we might look like jerks and she might be kind of embarrassed if she watches the video. That's no fun, but like there's nothing cataclysmic. And in fact, he mentions an acquaintance of his who had left being a professional musician to become, um, some kind of a maritime person. I don't know if it's a, a boat captain, but some kind of a, wasn't that what the person did? think so. And how that guy says, the worst thing that happens when you're on stage playing music is like, you're kind of, you look like a jerk and you're embarrassed. But like, you know, doctors, captains of ships, pilots, when that stuff goes wrong, you are in a really, really actually legitimately bad place because people can be harmed and die. And he says, that's important to remember. Not sit, I mean, certainly there is the, you're just a guy in a room component of like, or a gal in a room. You just are playing bass bad and you're bummed about it. Um, but he, the case that he's making is that it's what I got from it was, you know what? Those train wrecks are actually an important step in the craft. That failing on stage, that experience is I, what I took away was that those train wrecks are really good for you. Mm-hmm. They're really good for you in the sense that, um, I mean, the same way that like we teach a little kid to walk by, you know, holding their hands and putting them in a little stroller thing. Like one of the beauties of childhood is you have a chance to fail in a way that's usually not catastrophic. Like you may be harmed, but like the beauty of childhood is childhood is just practice for life. That's doing all the stuff that like you're going to have to do on your own, learning a little bit more responsibility, all that kind of stuff. Um, and in the case of being a musician or God, especially in the case of being, say, an improv comic, I mean, an improv thing, going, things going wrong can actually be a huge opportunity. But like in stand up, like you need to fail. You need to hear the silence in a room because you weren't funny. Right. Because you ultimately you do learn from that and you learn about how to improve your material. But on the other hand, what if something happens you have no control over? Like in the case that Adam's talking about. And I think, I feel like what he's saying that's useful for all of us, regardless, is to like, it's, you know, certainly you want to do your best and you want to please people and you want to be good at your craft, but also accept that like your first train wreck is not going to kill you. It's, it's also not going to be the last one you have. And then so you want to like say you're going to look forward to it, but like cherish your train wrecks title because like these are the things they're going to show you that you can survive and then once you've had enough train wrecks this is my words not his once you've had enough train wrecks or catastrophes fiascos or failures you learn that you don't die most of the time and that you have an opportunity to show class and focus and composure when stuff does go wrong right and I, I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like watching this video is very entertaining, but like, those are some things I took away. What, what, what did you think? I thought that, I mean, I, first of all, I, I'm glad you shared this because I thought it was really, at first I couldn't really tell where he was going with it. I thought he was just sharing that story of, 
uh, you know, of, of what happened, which would have been the story of a, of a bad singer, of a bad singer. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I really thought it was interesting. And there is, we've talked in the past, I think about fear of failure and fear of success in some ways, but there is what it actually started making me think about after I watched it was the struggle that I sometimes have with my kids in getting them to understand that things are, are for the most part, pretty temporary that, you know, I know you're thirsty, but mm-hmm. pretty soon we'll be home and then you'll be able to drink as much as you want. And you're not going, you're not going to die between the target and the house. You, you will survive mm-hmm. with no water that long. Um, yeah. And this almost, it, it made me think of that kind of situation because going through that thing where things have failed it shows you on the one hand, like you said, that yes, it's okay to fail and you can have the opportunity to learn from that. It's not, it's not fun, but yeah. yeah. But that not only that, that it's okay to fail or that you might fail, but that you will fail and you probably need to fail sometimes. And, and importantly, the, in some cases, you don't have any role right. in preventing that failure. Yes, it, that's so that's so fundamentally different to me. It's one thing to go right, like, hey, right, I've got right. a TED Talk and I've got all these companies that suck. Yay, look at me. But in the case of this, you're going like, no, the nature of, of some jobs or some interests or occupations, vocations, uh, there's a built-in peril to the thing going totally tits up in a way that you don't have any way to prevent. Yeah. So what do you do, yeah. right? Yeah. So you just got to kind of push through it and see what's going to happen. But I think the key to it is. And compo- and kids, but try to stay composed is another thing, well, right? A lot of like the time. You don't be up there going like, oh my God, you know. <laughs> right. You just keep doing it. And the, the, the interesting thing about that is most of the things that we, when we're, when we experience failure, most of the time it's because of something that we did or we did wrong. You know, like, oh, yeah, you know, this this thing happened because I didn't do that or I did this wrong. Mm -hmm. They didn't do anything wrong. It had nothing to do with them. And yet, in their own way, they were each trying to solve. It was sort of like the, you know, the the guys in the camel, right? Yes. Each each person touching a different part of the camel. They were each trying a solution, but through obvious problems with communication, they all, all ended up bringing a different part of the camel to that solution, right? In some ways. Yeah, you know, maybe we should close up with, I'll have one other, as long as you're doing parenting, I'll do parenting. So this is quick, but uh, um, I, there's something I have said to my kid. And the first time I said it, as the words were coming out, I was like, uh, that's BS. Don't, don't do BS to make your kid feel better. Because you know what sucks? It sucks when your kid gets hurt. So, you know... You, you, they, they, they get bumped on the head, yeah. like not, not accounting for, you know, the side of the table. Um, you know, it could be, it could be that like, you know, there could be a burn involved, but like kids get injuries and like, that's a thing that happens. And I have to admit the first time I said this, I don't know if this is just me believing my own BS, which is entirely plausible, but I said something to her one time that I think might actually be true. And I am now thinking about it a lot. And here's what I said. So like, she's, you know, grabbing something from under her loft bed and she bangs her head really hard and she's like inconsolably sad. And you remember that feeling. You remember how much more intensely you feel pain. Oh yeah. When you're a little kid. Yeah. I don't know if she found this useful, but I did. And what I've said to her since that time, I said, I said, this sucks so much. And I said, you just hurt yourself really bad, but you know what? It's going to hurt really, really bad for about a minute. Mm -hmm. Like maybe more, but like, 
I don't think you're going to mostly feel, and it's not true for everything. I mean, if you're an automobile accident and like, you know, have grave internal injuries, it's a different flavor. But for most kid injuries, it is actually not that far from the truth. You are going to feel absolutely intolerable pain for just about one minute and maybe a little longer. But like, I'm not trying to talk you out of feeling that pain. I'm saying, you know, Hakuna Matata, you're stuck with it. Like that, that pain is there. But the truth is like at a certain point, it's going to stop getting worse and it's going to be less bad. I think about that all the time yeah. for myself. I wonder, I wonder if the thing that I'm experiencing right now, whether that's the shame of being on stage in that case, or the, like that terrible feeling of um, ineffectiveness at being able to solve a problem. I wonder if there's any chance that the pain that I'm feeling right now about this will last about a minute. Cause sometimes, and that's not a perfect calculation because life is complicated, <laughs> But ask yourself sometimes when you're in a situation like that, is there any chance this will be less bad in about a minute? Unless, and here comes the Buddhism, unless you've decided to deploy your second arrow, unless you've decided to make that worse than it is. So now you're ruminating over how it went. And why didn't you do a better job of having the right hand signals for key changes? Right. Why do we modulate this way instead of that way? And you just keep turning it over and turning it over. The truth is you just need to go do another gig, you know? And, and, and I, I, you know, I'm tempted to say, and hope it doesn't suck, but no, just do the gig. It's the work. It's, the, I mean, it's the work. Mm-hmm. It's the, sh- it's the showing up and the doing it. One of my um, secret resolutions for this year is to try and be less consistent. Um, just in the sense that like I, whatever I'm doing, I want to just keep doing the thing. And when I worry too much about consistency, especially with podcasts, show to show, episode to episode, when I worry too much about my record, you know, my, my track record, my W's and L's, um, I don't know if I'm doing better at it. Maybe. I mean, if I were, if I were like, uh, you know, I was about to say if I were Johnny Carson, but you know what? Screw that. You talk to anybody who does like our classic shows we like, whether that's Letterman or Carson or Conan or whoever, and they all say the same thing. They are, they feel like it is a gift that there is such a short memory for what they do in, even in their own mind. They're too busy doing the next thing to ruminate on one bit that went wrong, even if it wasn't their fault, even if the prop person got it wrong, even if somebody flubbed the line. If you think about that, they're so busy doing the next thing and you know, doing the best they can today. They keep doing the thing. They don't stop doing it because the prop person messed up. Right. Adam's not going to stop playing bass because this very nice bridesmaid uh, didn't know what key this was in and what couldn't recover. You just, you move on to the next thing. I don't know, man. I find some consolation in that. Yeah. I mean, that's, there's something. this idea that you just keep doing the things. Right. I mean, you have to, especially if you're on stage and you forget a line and you're doing a play or you forget a lyrics to a song or, or something like, like what happened to, to those guys happens. Like you have to keep going because you have an audience, you know, and it's, it's very rare for most people to be in a situation where they are being observed or where they have an audience or where they are required right. to keep going because people are staring at them. And it looks like it's, the, let's be honest, it looks like it's their fault. Everybody loves Suzanne, who's up there singing. Who are these louts from Manhattan? Like, why can't they play the song right? I mean, that might be the impression. But you have no control. No control. No you control. just got to keep doing the thing. Yep. Hmm. Only hurts for about a minute. Only hurts. That's a total BS. No. Isn't there some element of truth to that? Just a little bit. The intolerable pain of bumping your head. Like it sucks. But like, what am, what am I going to say? Am I going to try to talk you out? You see, but I think that, that as adults, we have that knowledge 
that the pain will subside because we've been, we've done it. And this proves your point. We've been hurt. We've suffered for that first minute and then realized, mm-hmm. oh, it, it's not so bad now. And then the next day it's not bad at all. And then two days later, it's completely, it's not even memorable anymore. Unless you choose to make that who you are now. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and if you, you may choose to make that who you are now in part by uh, unintentionally, mm, un- unconsciously like deciding that's your deal now. Your deal now is you're the person who screws up on stage. Like, or you're the person who lacks the control and agency to be able to fix something. And like, I don't know. I don't know. I just think there's good lessons. And also he's very entertaining. He talks a lot about uh, key signatures and stuff. It's really good. Time signatures. Oh my God, Dan, I need to eat. Are you still hungry? Do you think you'll get something to eat? I'm going to go eat as soon as like, like the second we're done, I'm going to fly away. Can I literally, can I beg you, just beg you a favor? Yeah. Can you try to go easy on the bread? I promise to go easy on the bread. Okay. Can you just, can you bulk up on vegetables? I can't promise to bulk up on vegetables, but. Could you just get more meat? Yes. Would you ask them to put it in your hand? Well, I can put it right in my hand. It's the trough. I'm going to the trough. You, say, you don't even need a reason. You say, you say, hand, hand me the meat. You say, I, I don't think you understood what I said. I'm going to go to Whole Foods and I'm going to literally put my hands in You the know, trough. I got yelled at once. I'm a hungry at the, boy. At the hungry trough, boy. I got yelled at. Really? Yes, I was. Aren't they based there? I feel like I have a buddy who yeah, works there. Are they there. based in Austin? Absolutely. My friend who's in that band, uh, I love the meat puppets. I, I think he was working at the uh, at like a headquarters or something. He was at some place in Austin there, like an IT guy. Yeah, I bet they really cracked down on trough handers. They pr- well, you know what I mean. It looks bad. It looks bad for business. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. What do you think? What would they say that you were admonished? I well, I got I got in trouble because there was a woman. Uh, oh yeah, I would guess she was in her sixties, and she was standing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the trough a good two to three feet back from the trough. Yeah. Which to me, she was staring intently at the trough and she was holding one of the, you know, they give you the flimsy little paper uh, containers to put your trough food in. A little brown folding box. Yes. Yeah. You know, you can open that into a plate. Yes. Okay. And she was staring, standing back. Is she back. employed there or no, is she, a, she was just a, a general trough? A customer, a, a customer. Okay. Okay. And she was staring at the trough and I sort of stood off to the side, you know, I got some of the crappy string beans and put them in. I got some of the crappy potatoes and put them in and I wanted to go get the meat. And she was staring, standing sort of two to three feet back in front of it. And I, Mm -hmm. I stood adjacent to her for a minute and I kind of looked at her face and looked at the trough and she wasn't, she hadn't made a move. She wasn't holding the, the tongs or anything. She wasn't telegraphing any direction about what was going to happen next. And so I just, I stepped in front of her and I loaded the meat up into the thing. And immediately she's like, why don't you just cut right in front of me then? If that's, you know, you can do whatever you Ooh. want. You do whatever you want. It doesn't matter if someone's Whoa. waiting. That's not about trough meat, Dan. And I said, she's get, she's getting that from somewhere. I said, I said, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. She's <sighs> like, yeah, you didn't mean to. Ooh. I was like, Okay, well, wow. Let's take a step back, Dan. Now, now you're thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. Gotta let it go. You just gotta imagine this. Imagine a bath, bathtub, just f- full of pain. You pull the plug, let it go. Let it go. Yeah. Can't hold it back anymore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, I do. I hope you have a good lunch. Um, go head over to the trough. Yeah. yeah, go to the go to the trough and just get the good stuff. Just don't don't get the bread. No bread. That's how they win, Dan. That's how they win. 
<laughs> okay, let's, but, let's button this up. All right. <laughs> okay, I love you. I love you too, Merlin, man.